following program is brought to you by B-Plus Player Radio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests therein and do not necessarily reflect the views of this network, our affiliates, or our sponsors. For more information, please visit us on Facebook and Twitter at B-Plus Radio. And now, it's showtime, folks! Sports and this Ryan, how are you, man? Good. You're cutting out real bad. I've only heard like three words you said. Can you hear me now? I can. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe the maybe the microphone wasn't as close. Maybe, but yeah, I can hear you fine now. You're not cutting out. Yeah, how are you enjoying the swamp weather we have here? Right. Looked at the temperature. The temperature looks fine. I was like, all right, I got. Yes, it's a little bit less than a mile away. You know, I'm going to go. It was a lot closer than I thought it was. So I'm walking on. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm like five blocks from my house. Like, it's so disgusting out there. I hate this. Well, we're on the countdown from getting away from it. Uh, yeah, I'm all for getting away for, uh, from this heat. Well, dude, it's crazy. Like, I think it's. Two weeks or three weeks from Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, school starts back up. Uh, I got a friend of mine in North Carolina. I think she actually started teaching yesterday. Yep. A lot of people in the South, like Texas and stuff, they already started back. See, but that kind of makes sense, though, because their beginning of the summer is just as hot as it would be this time of the year. So, I mean, I, I guess it kind of gets the kids out of school a little bit faster and yeah yeah. i asked them and they said they get out at like memorial day okay so yeah i mean so they have maybe two weeks of the sweltering heat and then after that begins to die down it makes sense now that you think about it Mm -hmm. but all right before we get rolling for today don't forget to check out our social media stuff Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ASC Pods. You can find our entire catalog at B Plus Player Radio. Find them on Twitter at B Plus Radio. Also, check out their sponsors over at Audible. You can get a 30 day free trial. Listen to ebooks, podcasts, comedy, whatever you like. Go to audibletrial.com slash B Plus Players. All right, I guess we should start with the obvious SummerSlam. Yeah, um,. Well, even NXT. Oh, no, because did we cover NXT? Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Because we did did it on a Sunday. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, NXT. uh, I mean, uh, SummerSlam. Really good, I want to say. I enjoyed SummerSlam. I thought the last two matches, the one with The Fiend 
And Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar was some of the best stuff they've done in quite some time. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, it was really good all around. The only one, like, I did not like the Kofi and Randy match, but I, it turns out I am not the only one. It was, it was very, like, blah. Yeah, it seemed like Randy didn't give a flying fuck about this match. Well, it's, ironically, you say that, right before the match started, I said, uh, around the group of people I was well let's see if Randy's gonna want to work tonight <laughs> yeah um yeah we can start at, at at the bottom um Gulak and Lorkin wasn't quite what you have for a kickoff match but it was it was a good match I just don't think you know the few people who were in the crowd at that time really gave a fuck Funny story, uh, remember you told me that uh, he does the one all the way? I finally saw what you were talking about. Yeah, he does the one and fucking Danny Burch does the two. So when they come out, they come out both like that. I was like, bro, what the fuck is that? So I saw him doing it and I asked, like, because I was at that watch party. <laughs> I was like, does anyone know why he does the one? And everyone was like, we don't know. Yeah, I fucking wish um they would explain it you know i mean like maybe i, I I'm always gonna... feel like asking him on twitter about it <laughs> bro you can ask both of them see if you get a response uh, like just for curiosity yeah i just i i'd, I'd, I'd like to know it's like a you know like i don't know what they're supposed to be because they come down and like what you know like just look like hooligans. Like, if you were going to define hooligan. Yeah. I don't know. They just... I have no idea. But this, it's just weird. And they've been doing this a long time, too. And but no, I agree with you, dude. That, that Gulak and Oni Lorcan match was really good. Yeah, it was good. It's just that the crowd doesn't really want that. No, I guess... I hate to say it like this. They're conditioned, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um... Oh, that's what I want to bring up. The other match I thought that was kind of... I don't want to say it was bad. I just thought it was a lot quicker than I thought it was going to be was the Bailey uh, ember Moon match. Yeah, the crowd couldn't give two shits less about that match. Like, there was really nothing, like, people didn't give a shit about that match. It was, like, the crowd was dead for that. And it, and it was really short. Yeah, I mean, apparently Vince doesn't like Ember Moon, so, I mean, which makes no fucking sense. No, because she's super talented. Yeah, she really is. Um, I thought Edge coming back was kind of cool and hitting a spear. That actually surprised me because people don't realize to to do that he needs to be cleared by a doctor. You can't just go do whatever you want. It must mean that he's starting to get better, I guess, health wise. I just think that because if you go back and watch, it wasn't one of his normal spears. You know, it, it's um, yeah, I guess just able to do a single spear. He's able to do that because there's no plans on him doing anything else. He's you know, not... start, that started all the rumor mill. I mean, yeah, I mean, with understandable reason, but, you know, it, it's 
people need to understand like what spinal stenosis is. It's the same thing that ended Austin's career. Yeah. The one thing that was weird to me about this show is there was no tag title match for either team. Yeah, that was weird. Other than the women. Yeah, and that surprised me for that being on the kickoff show. Yeah, and and the match was just kind of... Uh... Yeah, I mean, for that one match, Dave with the baby faces, Alexa and Nikki, you could tell because Corey was just fucking burying Alexa Bliss's uh, Buzz Lightyear outfit. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was nifty. I mean, I was like, oh, that's actually really cool for a fan of the genre and stuff. Like, that's actually really cool. Because it was something, you know, like outside of the box. Yeah. Um... Becky and Natalia was okay. I mean, it, it. I don't like how they have how they randomized the rules of their match. So, in one submission match, you know, you can have rope breaks, and another one you can't. You know, I mean, I understand this one was basically so Natalia could do the fucking sharpshooter on Becky, on the ring post, or on the ropes. That's the only thing I can explain why they'd have that stupid rule. I know. I'm just not a fan of submission matches, period. No, me neither. Um, so, yeah, that that wasn't great. But I didn't hate Ziggler and Goldberg. It was what I thought it was going to be. I thought Goldberg was going to, like, collapse out. Because he looked like he was gassed just getting into the ring. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I didn't really see that. I mean, I mean, he's he's still in great shape. I mean, I just I didn't want him wrestling a match. I don't want to watch Gil, uh, Bill Goldberg have an actual match. Come I'll in. say this: they put him in there with the right person because Ziggler sold that spear like a million bucks. Oh, bro, yeah, he can make me and you look like Shawn Michaels. Cause I I popped for it because he like did almost like a three sixty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's great. You know, it's his career has been kind of sad, but he's great. Um, AJ and Ricochet is what I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm still very torn on if I liked Ricochet's Nightwing outfit. I thought it was cool when I first saw it, and then as the match went on, I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, like, he has such a ridiculous body, like, why would you cover that up? It's like what they do to Roman. Like, I'm sure Roman's fairly well built. Like, why do you have him wear a flat jacket? The the main thing is, um, and I don't know if this is AJ or if it's just how WWE does it, you would think matches between those two would be fantastic. And they're just very not. I mean, we're also used to young AJ, the high-flying AJ. It's just that AJ, when he's in the ring with somebody who's more of a high-flyer, he becomes a grounded wrestler, which is one of the things I I think helps sustain him for so long. But when he's in there with a guy like Ricochet, uh, especially when he's a heel, he wrestles a much more slow, methodical pace with some more high spots than... A usual heel will do, but it's more like wear a body part down, because uh, that's when he tends to use the calf crusher. Right. It also could be because his back hasn't been the greatest. 
Oh, that too. But when he goes against the bigger guys, he's he he still flies around the ring. Right. But he he doesn't do the Fosbury flop and stuff. But it tends to when he's in there with a guy who's smaller than him, which in this day and age there's a lot of those guys. Well, when he was coming up, there really wasn't. Um, you know, he tends to wrestle as the bigger guy. You know, it's like I heard some, I forget what match it was, they were talking about the power of AJ, and I'm like, when the fuck has that ever been a thing? <laughs> it may have been one of the Ricochet matches that, 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 you know, AJ was overpowering somebody, and I'm like, those are words I never thought that I'd hear in wrestling, but they were building him up more as not the high-flying AJ Styles. So yeah. that I think is kind of cool, how he actually adjusts his style, pardon the pun, no, I sure. agree with you. I'm curious to see where they go with the OC. Yeah, I mean, I think they should have the titles for a while. I do. I think that all three of them should have the titles for a while. Um, I'd love it if if Finn came back heel and won, and won the uh, the the Universal title, and somewhere down the line you can get AJ and Finn for control. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I mean, I think all of those matches would be money. It'd be great having a faction run everything. Um, I think AJ is a good enough talker nowadays because he used to be awful. Like, I definitely think he could do it. I think Finn Balor as a heel is a great on the mic. You know, and both Gallows and Anderson can talk if they're not handed scripts. Oh, God, yeah. If you If you watched them... In, like, New Japan, you, you know that they could talk. Yeah, and both of them just have so much fucking personality. So long as they don't give them, you know, make them doctors and say their Biggie's testicles falls off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we talked about Bailey and Ember Moon. Uh, Shane and Kevin Owens was fine. I mean, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was nothing spectacular. It was a, it was a fucking Shane McMahon match. It was, like you just said, it was what you expected. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was worth. I don't think Kevin Owens can have a bad match, but I think you're also very limited with what Shane can do. It's very difficult to believe that a 50-year-old man who's not an active, you know, who hasn't been an active wrestler for most of his life is now beating the shit out of guys, you know, uh, that he's nearly twice the age of. Oh, Absolutely. You know, so, you know, granted, he's jacked as fuck, but it was just like when Vince McMahon was 60 years old and laying a beating in on fire, or 63 and beating up Stone Cold. Jesus Christ, I didn't realize he was that old. I, th I, I think he was either 60 or 63 at that time. That's crazy. No, That's no crazy. that can't be, because that would put him at fucking 89 now. <laughs> or, or 83 now. And he's, um... He's like 75, right? Yeah, so... Maybe they said... Because so, I just remember him coming out at um, Royal Rumble. When he was the number one and Austin was number two. Or he was number two and Austin was number one. 99 Rumble. Yeah, the 99 Rumble. And he ended up winning the Rumble. Uh, but yeah, he was jacked as fuck. Hell yeah, he was, dude. And I, and I thought I remembered Lawler saying, look at him jacked for a 60-year-old, but he may have said 55. 
It's all good. Either way, he was, like, ridiculous. Yeah, but still the believability of him at all doing anything physical to Austin. You know, in all the matches they had, it just, you know, it's just, or him and Brett, they would end up being anywhere near competitive for any length of time before Brett destroyed him. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like Shane McMahon on TV anymore. I liked it when he first came back, but now I feel he's taken up too much time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not a knock on Shane. It's just I don't like the way they're writing it where I think um, they should give that time to somebody else. Yeah, just the sad thing is I'm because of them, I'm beginning to hate Shane, so... That's terrible. Um, we got to talk about uh, The Fiend. I know you and me talked about it off air against uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, I, and then Trish and Flair. Okay, I, I almost forgot about that. That was, uh, that wasn't bad, Trish and Flair. No, it just, it shows how good Charlotte is to have gotten such a good match. Like when uh, Trish went to go do the... Um, what the hell does she call it? In the corner where she does the hand, the, the flip up with her legs. Like Charlotte had to grab her to make sure Trish like was in the right position. Like Charlotte really went out of her way to make Trish look really good. I was impressed that Trish, um, how good she hit her finisher. The, um... The bulldog, the the bulldog where she bounces off of the top rope. Yeah, the satisfaction. Yeah, dude, she planted her on her face. Yeah, I mean it, it's Charlotte will take the bumps. Like Charlotte will make people look good. Like it's it's as much uh, shit as I give Charlotte. Like she, she really does make people look good. I I would say she's the best of all the women. Yeah, and, like, if you go back, like, because I just happened to be on WWE.com, and I'm looking at the highlights from the match, there's quite a couple spots, like, when Trish goes to do, like, the roll para con Rana. Oh, my God. Hi, baby. Um. Did you... Hold on one second, Mike. Can you cover for, like, two seconds? Of course. Okay. So, as Ryan was saying, that uh, when Trish was doing the uh, Hurricane Rana in the corner, Charlotte really gave her the kind of support to be able to pull that one off. It looked fantastic. I personally don't ever remember Trish Stratus doing that move. I could be wrong. Um, same thing with the Stratisfaction. She kind of really uh guided her and helped her to do that move because i wasn't sure she was going to be able to get up and bounce off of the top and plant her like she did it looked really impressive to me but um i initially thought that that was going to be trish's uh final match by the way they kind of let her have her have a moment after she lost and kind of soaked it all in with the crowd, uh, you know, 
giving her all of her accolades. I think she hit every corner because the re the referee was like waiting for her, thinking she was gonna come out, and then she went and hit the other corner. But um, apparently that's not true. That the um, there's a rumor now that uh, Trish wants to wrestle Alexa Bliss one on one and then call it a career. You there, Ryan? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are we still good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah, that I... that's a surprise how my wife walked in. Yeah, I was just finishing up about Trish saying that I thought that was going to be the end for her after that match, but apparently she wants to work Alexa Bliss before she calls it a career. Well, that'd be good. That's the she rumor. could use that. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, we got to talk about um, The Fiend versus Finn Balor. I think that might have been the coolest entrance I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that they could have done anything better. I think that was the perfect introduction of a character. I think it was a perfect reintroduction of a character. Um, and yeah. he's making them serious cash. <laughs> oh, bro, his stuff was sold out. By the second day, you were right when they were doing the buy, like the buy one get one for one dollar. Yeah. Um, most of his stuff wasn't even there for men. Like the kid sizes were there and the women sizes were there, but the men sizes, um, not for the not for the yowie wowie. And there was another one that there were no men sizes for. Okay, cause then I got lucky. I got them probably before they sold out. Yeah, because I went the day after you told me that you had a problem getting stuff for you and your son. Yeah. And that's when I was looking. Um, and yeah, a lot of stuff had sold out. Dude, I found out because um, the reason I found out about the box set, like the Firefly Funhouse box set, was Giancarlo posted it on Twitter I went, holy crap, and I looked it up, and it I thought it sold out quick. From what I understand, it sold out in an hour. Oh, wow. But you said there, were, there wasn't many made, though, right? 500. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and did they have them there, or was it on WWE Shop? It was on WWE Shop. Yeah, so, I mean, they had that buy one, get one for $1 running from the first day. Um... So, yeah, that makes sense because I'm sure it was on one of the banners when you go to the site, you know, under all the Bray stuff. Because I didn't see that at all on the site. And I was looking the day of SummerSlam to see when his new stuff would be posted up there. Yeah, I, I read that he all his merch sold out at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think a sign that WWE is so far behind because the day after the sale was over, everything was back in stock. Oh, Everything wow. was, yeah, because I went back the next day just to see, like, you know, like, what was left. The, all the men's sizes were back, and I guess by the fact that they made so much merch is in, you know, is indicative that they really think that this is going to go far. I think if they treat him like they're doing right now, it, it very can, you know, be. What I found very interesting was... um 
Because you know nothing that the announcers say is their own opinion. Correct. Um, Corey, by name, said this may even be scarier than the, than the Undertaker, and they said the Undertaker one other time. So I mean, that's the narrative Vince is trying to build. Put him on the same level as the Undertaker. Wow. Well, I'll say this: they started out smart after the pay-per-view where they didn't have him on television this week. Yeah, um, but like I told you off-air, I would like to see, because he has to hurt in heel gloves, you know, very indicative of the, uh, uh, like, good angel and bad angel on his shoulder, and I'm, I'm going to need to see eventually what heel means, because it removes the gimmick if all he's doing is punching people in the face and hurting them, and, you know, if he only listens to heel... I mean, hurt. It's it's gonna like the gimmick's over. Like there has to be some conflict in him, where the good overtakes sometimes. And I would like to see what his plan is for that, because I'm sure he has one. Oh, definitely. And you brought up something else that was interesting off air about what he did in the ring. Yeah, like the only issue, and I enjoyed it as a fan. But I'm a 37-year-old man, and I know wrestling's fake, and I'm not going to go out there with friends and go do this. My issue was his blatant neck break, where like the twist of the neck. To me, that that's murder. Like, there's no reason because if a kid goes, like, if your son has a friend and they're playing wrestling, and his friend wants to be the fiend, like, how does he know he's not really twisting his neck? Yeah, they don't know because they're kids. So, yeah, see, my ringtone is Marty Skrull's theme. <laughs> um, but no, but yeah, I agree with you. That was my only issue. I mean, like, as a fan, I thought that was, I was like, holy shit. Like, like that's crazy. But the fact that they cater to uh, a very kid-friendly audience is where I draw the line. Well, I don't know if you know this. Um, I had read this, and uh, uh, What Culture talked about it, where WWE had to edit the lantern off of YouTube. Yeah, apparently it has something to do with YouTube's violence or something like that. Yeah, like their their guidelines. Yeah. But so, that, uh, that was the coolest fucking thing, I think, out of all of it. Yeah, when it dawned on me that he was carrying his own severed head with a lantern inside of it, I was like, that's pretty freaking gruesome. Like, that's that's awesome. Now, rumors are that they're going to they're they're starting to mass produce those. They're going to have to make them look better, though. Because the ones I've seen on shop.com, I mean, I'd have to see it in real life. They don't look that good. Oh, the masks look terrible. Um, I will say his mask, though, like the way it fits his head, like you could tell that that was perfectly designed and measured for his head because that mask didn't move. Yeah, uh, credit to Tom Savini's crew that made that mask. Yeah, uh, but no, all in all, um, I thought the finish was real cool. I don't know if he took the final bump he took for a reason. I don't, like, it reminded me of, you remember when Triple H was on Tough Enough? And he was, and he was telling the kids to take bumps, like the flatback bump? 
Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of because he got spl- – um, I think he got the um, – whatever that double drop kick uh, Finn does in the corner and he came – he took two steps out and flat backed back. I didn't – I don't know if that was part of his character because the next thing was he stood up and he caught him in the mandible claw while he was doing the uh, coup. Yes. So, you know, I I don't know. I thought everything was amazing. I personally like that he's doing the mandible claw because, and I told someone else this, it's a lot easier than having to t- do Sister Abigail because at least he doesn't have to take a bump. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I think Sister Abigail is still going to be in his repertoire. Okay. Because he, after he listened to his hands... Um, that's what he went to do. And then Finn got out of it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, before, Bray changed in size, too. Oh, he's much bigger. And I don't know how much of that is new tattoo stuff, but... Well, you could tell that he, um, he thinned out, like, weight-wise, and then he got... How do I want to explain it? He got much broader across his shoulders. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because he looks like much more buff in the upper body. He still looks like a guy who used to be fat and is now buff. He has one of those, like, he's so massively big and all of a sudden, like, his waist is disproportionately straight down. Like, when you see him from behind, you see it. But not, I'm not complaining. Like he looks like an absolute monster. I mean, it's the tattoos do like his whole visual with everything included. It's it just works, and I like the fact that his shirt was praying hands. Yes, that, that's what the image was. That was it was in black on black. I didn't notice it until he moved a certain way. You could, yeah, because I seen it was something. I was like, what's on his chest? I was like, I like the fact because now they're incorporating like at least religious symbology. It's just making him a a like a more uh, well-rounded character. Definitely. Um, the other thing I just realized we got to talk about the main event where Seth Rollins uh, beats Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, that was very unexpected. I'll give Brock credit. That was probably one of the best matches I've seen him have in quite some time. Yeah. um, I think Seth is one of those people Brock has a lot of respect for. And is willing to work his ass off for him. Well, you could tell, dude, he was was cooked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um... When Lesnar really wants to work, you know, you get amazing things out of him. Um, the, the reason I know he was cooked was because at, at the unless he was selling it, he was literally like on his knees, like crawling to get to the the ramp. Who Lesnar? Yeah. I mean, he may have been gassed, but you know, I mean, it's I don't know, man. Like he definitely. Um, what I liked was if you go back and listen to. It's probably fixed on the network now because I haven't gone back and watched that match. When Seth comes out, 
there wasn't a lot of cheers for him. There's a certain point in the match where Seth starts to make a comeback. And that's when you hear the crowd start changing. Because we've been talking about Seth is done. Like people, Seth's not cool no more. Seth's the guy who goes on Twitter and tells other really great wrestlers that they're not good because his bank account is bigger. So he kind of became a bit of a fucking douchebag trying to be a company guy. And I think a lot of people who like kind of know that stuff were aware of it, like who were kind of in the know. And I think it changed in the middle of the match. You could see it change. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty cool thing. That's wrestling done right. Yeah. Like uh, I, I mentioned when we started the show, I think the last two matches, the last half hour, 45 minutes of that show was really fucking well done. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was just done the right way for storytelling. Right. And then um, with Raw this week, the one thing they got me on and I loved it was uh, the return of evil Sasha Banks. Oh, bro. I I was going into my kitchen to go throw something away and I heard her music come on because I was like, nobody wants to hear this natty. Um, When Sasha came out, though, I just... I was like, yeah, they're going to have her come back as a heel. Like, I just, I don't think she wants to work as a baby face. I think she's more effective as a heel. I agree. Um, and that one segment got me more interested in Sasha Banks since about the time she got called up. I just loved it that she, you know, you think, you know, she gives like Natty the hug, points up to the heavens, and then she just turns around and clobbers her. <laughs> Yeah, and that looked like a legitimate beating. It didn't look like a diva beating up on somebody. No, like, that was vicious. Yeah, and um, I really think that's where Sa- where Sasha shines. I think she's a very good heel. And I I really liked it because she basically like took off her hair, like symbolizing that she's somebody completely different now. Oh, bro, I love the the straight blue hair like to me that's some that's straight out of anime which he's a big fan of yeah so i thought that alone was really fucking cool like i I, i'm happy with sasha banks i'd be really happy if she started calling herself mercedes again because she wrestled as mercedes vk because that's her real first name and initials but I hate the name Sasha Banks. Really? I just... I don't like the whole pun with bank on it and, like, being a boss and, like... I don't know. I just I heard I, she does that because of her uh, relation to Snoop Dogg. What, the Mercedes VK? No, no, the, the boss thing because that's what... All of Snoop Dogg's like workers call him the boss. Mm, I've never heard that. I think that was just the gimmick she was working with. Um, that I forget it was her. Um, I think it was her, Charlotte, and somebody else. It, it wasn't Becky at the time. No, Summer Rae. 
Yeah, at when the time. they were like the mean girls. Yeah, and I think that's where the ball started. I, yeah, because, you know, if Apollo Crews wanted to go, I mean, because they never mentioned it having anything to, to do with Snoop. So okay. I, I don't understand, like, I don't see Vince going, oh, okay, girl, that I can't even decide whether I like you face or heel. Um, I'm going to let you pick your own gimmick just because Snoop Dogg is in the Hall of Fame and never mention Snoop Dogg. I got you. I don't know. I just think it's a bad, stupid gimmick. What do you think about uh, King of the Ring coming back? I like that King of the Ring is going to be a multi-week event with, I believe, the final is going to be at um, uh, Clash of Champions. Correct. I like the concept so long as it goes to somebody where it actually does something for somebody. I'd love to see Cesaro win it out of all those names. Here's uh, the first round is this week on Raw and SmackDown. Yes. The quarterfinals have yet to be announced where they will be at, but the semifinals are at the Garden September 9th and 10th, and then the finals are at Clash of Champions. Okay, so... I think that's only going to leave, like, one week in between. Yeah. Maybe two, because I'm... No, it's it's going to leave one week, because we're in the 16th now. The next one won't be to three more days, to the 19th will be Monday Night Raw, and that's when everything's starting. The next yeah, one, so I think, is... I figured they'll have the quarterfinals probably next week because they won't do it on Labor Day. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. But I think there's that may be why they haven't announced it yet. They may be trying to see like what's our thing going to be because they have the twenty sixth and they have the second. Yeah, my big fear is they're gonna give it to somebody like Corbin. I'm thinking that with them keeping him completely off of TV for the last month, that they may actually be listening. Guys. Um, Same thing with sure Evans. Yeah. Pretty sure Heyman is going to have a lot to do with um, who wins the King of the Ring. I'm pretty sure he's the real – because I'm pretty sure Vince doesn't even know what the G1 is. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind. But now all of a sudden they're pushing this as the King of the Ring is the greatest wrestling competition or tournament in in wrestling. and Yeah, okay. Somehow Vince found out that New Japan does this every year. So I have a feeling <laughs> like this was Paul Heyman because nobody else really has the balls to tell Vince anything. Yeah. I truly think that this is Paul Heyman going, Vince, you know every year in Japan that they do like a month and a half tournament. You know, and it's widely considered great. So, what do you mean, pal? <laughs> Let's bring back the king of the ring. Yeah. We'll get Mabel. Oh, Christ. What do you mean Mabel died? Yeah, I could totally hear him saying that, too. But, uh... There's one other thing I wanted to bring up about <laughs> Raw and SmackDown this week. How about Buddy Murphy? Yeah, man. Um, I think I, I think I told this to my other friend this morning. Um, 
Buddy Murphy was never even supposed to be in that storyline. Wow. Fans happened to see him because there was a... All right, everybody started saying Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy. I didn't see it live. So I watched what WWE had uploaded. Now, apparently, there was like a two-second clip that started the camera a little too early and just happened to capture Roman walking, you know, one way with Buddy Murphy just happened to be in, in the shot. Then you get that weird camera view of Roman walking down, and then it goes to Kayla Braxton, and it was prior to that shot of Roman at that weird angle that you've never seen before. It was like a brief – I don't know if they turned the wrong camera on for a second or two. But, yep, there was Buddy Murphy, and fans started – it was Buddy Murphy, it was Buddy Murphy. So – He had a fantastic match with Roman. Bro, apparently it had a million views by the next morning. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see what it's sitting at now because that, that's ridiculous. For a WWE match. Yeah, Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns is the third thing that comes up when I type in Buddy. It's sitting at 2.4 million views right now. Wow. You know, I mean, and, and that's a lot for... I mean... And that's not even a whole match. That's 2 minutes and 43 seconds of it. I love how, though, they made it where... Uh, in the old school sense, they gave you that little hope that he might be able to actually beat Roman. Yeah. Um, it was really good. I mean, they both looked really good. I mean, yeah, I, I um, I thought ahead. when Buddy Buddy Murphy was hitting those knees, I thought of Omega with the V trigger. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. But I like how they're – I know some people are complaining, but I personally like it where they're kind of – you're. we know who really did this to you, Roman, and we're going to tell you next week. And, and Roman's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I – you know, I mean it's – I – now, I, I know this had gotten re-uploaded, but the one – for the – the 56-second Fiend entrance has 2.9 million views. Wow. Four days. Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns has 2.4 million in two days. That's crazy. You know, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of views on the first Fiend entrance before it got removed, like the full entrance. But, I mean, there's very few things from SmackDown that even comes close to that. Oh, no. Like, uh, uh, the uh, view count? Yeah, there's very few. Uh, Raw, surprisingly, uh, Sasha Banks has 3.2 million views. AJ and Seth is 2.2 million views. So they've been doing stuff on social media. I mean, they're getting their product out there. But yeah, Sasha is their most uploaded th I mean, is their most viewed thing right now. I mean, that's what people want to see. Her and Becky. Oh, absolutely. And um, 
right after SummerSlam, you're like, well, who the fuck is left? Because they've wasted all that time on uh, Lacey Evans, and now there's literally nobody left. And lo and behold, that gets answered in the best possible way. Yeah. So. I'm excited for King of the Ring. Uh, I wanted to bring this up to you before I forgot. I had read this uh, just probably 10 or 15 minutes before we started recording. Apparently, WWE has opened up talks to uh, potentially have a working relationship with CMLL. And the reason is because AEW is has one with AAA, so WWE wants one with CMLL. <laughs> hey, I mean, if it brings variety and things are done right, I'm all for it. It'd be interesting, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, uh... I would really like to see that. Um, oh, the Cruiserweight title is being defended at some indie show. Really? It may be Evolve, but it it's... Because I heard it this morning, and I didn't hear where it was being defended at. Huh. I wanted to... <coughs> bring this up while you're doing that we we were talking about it with uh Dolph Ziggler what happened with him yeah um there's conflicting reports on whether or not he actually asked for his release and whether it was denied and yeah that's that, that apparently um one of the big credible reporters came out and said that that wasn't accurate so oh I also wanted to bring this up did you hear about what happened with Alicia Fox yeah and apparently she's been moved to the like and this was before Raw reunion she had been moved to the to the legends the, um, tab like not on the active roster anymore well, that's interesting, uh, but hopefully she gets the help she needs because it sounds like she has a bad drinking problem. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, but now that explains why she was one of the people who was in the ring at the end of Monday Night Raw for the beer bash. It's like all the legends and Alicia Fox. Like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently now, uh, she may be one of those people that Vince just doesn't want to release. So she... keep on signed, but now she's, I don't know, a fucking legend here. I'm clicking on her page right now. Oh, now they moved her back to Raw. It's yeah. no, but this did not say Raw. This said um, either legend or um, alumni. Alumni, yeah. Because I checked it for... myself. Yeah, she's been there forever. Pretty sure she's the longest tenured woman in the company now. She's other been there than Steph. Over ten years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess she is back on the main roster. That's crazy. But uh, which makes no sense because that means she was added to the main roster after her incident at SummerSlam. Here's some interesting news I was just reading about. Uh, Moxley, his current deal with New Japan expires the day after uh, Wrestle Kingdom. 
Yeah, I actually think Wrestle Kingdom is two years this year. I mean, it's two days this year because they keep talking about the 6th and 7th. Huh. So I, I, I don't know if it's – if they're talking about if it's really Wrestle Kingdom or if it's their equivalent to the Raw after WrestleMania. Could be because usually don't they have a show the next day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's exactly – and I don't – it could very well be under the Wrestle Kingdom umbrella. Um, but I think the actual, like, I don't know, it's the first time I've heard both days be referred to as, um, Wrestle Kingdom, because I've seen Wrestle Kingdom on, I think it's the 4th and the 5th, whatever the date is, because it's usually one date is Wrestle Kingdom, and it's that date every year. I got you. So... I wanted to bring this up. I don't know if you had seen this. Did you see that AEW uh, had signed Orange Cassidy? Yes. Apparently, they have, like, big plans for him. Well, did you hear that Cody said that on, that they've only actually released 40% of the names that they have signed? Yeah, that's crazy. It really is. The reason I bring up they have big plans for Orange Cassidy, there was uh, Meltzer reported it that um, apparently they had like an an ad and sales meeting with TNT where Cassidy was brought up and the response to him was extremely extremely favorable. Yeah, I mean he's somebody I could definitely see. On marketing, because he's somebody you're going to remember. And the thing is, he's a really, really talented worker. Oh, yeah. For the stuff I've seen him do in comedy, it's great. For some of the bumps I can see him, you know, I've seen him take with his fucking hands in his pockets. I always pop for that. That, and when he gives a thumbs up, it's not like, you know, a normal guy with a thumb up. Like, the thumb's barely up. If you go watch, like... When he grinds up his contract into the uh, orange juice, did you see that on being the elite? Or yes. fucking, okay, if you look at him giving that thumbs up, it's like the politician thumbs up. Yeah, bro, I cracked up so much. Like he he just makes me laugh so much, and I've only seen one or two like full matches of his. I always I always like it because when he'll go to chop somebody where he like barely hits him, and everybody's like, oh oh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen quite a few. That, or he just lays, like, in a tag match, he was just laying on the outside of the ring. Yeah, I really like that dude. Yeah, I mean, I I like comedy. I mean, it's a perfect example, and I've said this a couple times, maybe not directly to you, is um, uh, Toru Yano. Yes. He's comedy done right, because he's funny, 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 but he'll also beat you. I mean, like, he's beat Okada, he beat Moxley. Uh, he's still taken as a serious threat. Like, where he's just funny, he's not the butt of being funny. Yes. Which is what WWE has a big problem with. Letting somebody just be funny without them having to be what's funny. I'll give you the perfect example. Piggy James. I got an even better example. And, and we haven't even touched on this yet. Um... Chad Gable's new name. Oh. Apparently, the reason why this past uh, 
Tuesday on SmackDown, Shelton Benjamin walked by and was like, hey, shorty. It's because there's, like, they filed for trademarks for this, I guess, within the last month for usage for a potential character, Shorty G. I don't even know what the fuck to say, bro. That almost, it sounds like a ripoff Enzo. Even that, it's like they tried this with Jay from Jay and Festus. You know, fucking Lou Gallows when he was Festus. They tried him as fucking Slam Master Jay with Crime Time. He's just a white Jamie Kennedy wigger kind of guy. Ugh. Yeah, no, I hope that's not what this is about. Like, he's one of the more talented. He's a fucking Olympian. Yep. Like, he really potentially could have at least worked, possibly, in the same realm as Kurt Angle. Oh, The guy God, has yeah. the skill set. So, yeah, that's just... I don't know. I hope they hit it out of the park. I hope this has something to do with fucking Heyman. I hope Chad Gable actually has a say in this, and it's his idea, and they know where they're going to go with this. Yeah, either way, it sounds terrible, if if not. Yeah, I mean, it, if it's anybody but Vince coming up with the idea, I'll give it a chance. But if it's Vince, I know his type of humor. Like, I know what he looks for. Yeah, potty humor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was awful. That's what I heard this morning. That sounds really cringeworthy. Fucking Shorty G, bro. And Chelsea B. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up real quick before we get out of here. Who, uh, who else was announced for the Battle Royal for uh, AEW, the Women's Battle Royal? The three names? And I think Britt Baker was in that. I'm sorry, it was Britt Baker and Nyla Rose were the other ones that have been announced. Well, apparently, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, B. Priestley, I believe one of the other Japanese workers, uh, all are already contracted for that date elsewhere. So that means they're going to have to bring in a bunch of surprises. Bro, they're going to have to fill out 21 people. Makes me wonder if they're going to try to get somebody like a Tessa Blanchard or an AJ Lee or... You know what I mean? Is it 21 and then the Joker? Because I think that's why Jake Snake said, oh, you want to play 21? Well, I got... Well, for you, I got 22. Because it didn't make any sense to me. You might be right. Yeah, because I think it's th- I think it's sin of is it kings, queens, and jacks. I gotta look over again. And then I know there's one Joker, and twenty two would make sense. Twenty wouldn't, because there's no three groups of anything in one. So exactly. Yeah, it, it may be twenty two, but who were you most surprised to see in those vignettes? I would say jazz so far. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like, I was cool. I was like, oh, Roddy Piper's daughter, who's never had a wrestling match before. Like, Not that I can find. No, she hasn't. Like, it, it, it's now like she makes her wrestling debut at All Out. Oh, my God. So, um. Talk about pressure. 
Yeah, you think fucking she's on the phone with Rousey saying, give me back my dad's jacket, you fucking useless cunt? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I thought she cut a, a fairly de decent promo in that little vignette she had with Jake Roberts, which I popped for fucking huge to begin with, by the way. Me too. But, uh, no, she cut a little cute promo, and then it's time to pay the, the, time to pay the piper. Yeah, if my memory serves me correct, she was an actress at some point. Yes, I believe she was. I think an actress and, and possibly a musician of uh, of sort. But yeah, um, yeah, she. I think she's a showman or showwoman. Uh, no, I got gotcha. you. Now that just makes me curious. Now that all those girls can't be there, how they're going to fill the the battle royal out? Yeah, I mean. Who knows who they really have signed, but I don't know too many huge female names that aren't contracted elsewhere. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right, before we get out of here, what do, what are you up to this weekend? No idea. Chilling. Chilling out, rap, mac, and relaxing all cool. Playing video games. What game are you on now? I'm still playing Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Yeah, because my buddy and I can just hop in there and kind of do do the same stuff over and over and over again, but every time is a little bit different. Like, you're not doing the same missions over and over again, and then we just sell all, all of our drugs and illegal stuff to make millions of dollars. I got you. So, how about you? What you up to? The exact same thing. I'm relaxed, and it's... The middle of the month, so not a lot of funds left, so I'm just taking it easy. <laughs> oh, bro, you're preaching to the choir with that. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the shit that's coming up in the next month, too, especially since now I got another month added on before my surgery and my money goes back up to 100%. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Apparently my lawyer thinks everything will be over by the end of the year, so. Hey, there you go. Yeah, maybe this time next year I'll be sitting in a fucking nice house somewhere. That's Can always the plan. hope, right? Yeah, but on that note, uh, yeah, I hope I you have a good weekend. Yeah, everyone enjoy their weekend. We're going to get out of here for today. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, give it a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And we'll see you back next time. Have a good day, everybody.